Thank you, Matt. Yes, it's another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast, which has taken a break for the last couple of months. A bit of an unannounced sabbatical, but uh, certainly we've got some great things lined up for you for the next season. And I think what we're going to do is just make a couple of changes. We'll share what some of those changes are as we go, but definitely wanted to share with you that uh, we're still going to be doing content on a regular basis, uploading at least one podcast per week. However, there might be some weeks where we upload more content, depends on what's going on in the world, of course, whether it's the political world or the social world. So all kinds of reasons why uh, some weeks you might have more than one podcast, but you're definitely guaranteed at least one podcast a week for the Speaking of Speaking podcast. And if you ever have a question, of course, I know Matt says this at the end of the podcast every week, but you can always drop an email on any of the content that you've heard, or if you have ideas for things or questions about certain content that you'd, you'd like to hear, you can drop me an email anytime. It's askcarl at carlspeaks.ca. One of the things I want to talk about today is personal branding. Oh, and uh, by the way, I have something special that I'd like to share with you at the end of the podcast. So listen all the way through because I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to take advantage of what I'd like to share with you. But I want to talk about personal branding today because branding is everything, not just personal branding, but branding in general. If this was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and we were talking about business, we wouldn't necessarily be talking about branding, not certainly the way we do today. But messaging plays a huge part in that brand. And your messaging has to reflect that brand. One of the things I do as a professional speaker is I help people with their messaging, ensuring that it does reflect their personal brand. Because all too often what I find is people who are in business, they have great marketing, they have a great website, but their messaging just doesn't line up with what their personal brand or their business brand is. And larger companies are really masters at this. You know, think of a company like McDonald's with some of their messaging that's happened over the years, including the I'm loving it slogan, Nike, just do it. And both these companies, they they use emotion to get you into the mode, not just their product. They just don't show product on the screen. They, They actually use emotion and they tell stories as well. So that's one of the things that we'll be talking about as we talk about branding today. So I want to go back to talking about the elevator pitch. As a matter of fact, I want to, I want you to ditch that term elevator pitch and think of your elevator pitch as your ultimate power pitch. Your ultimate power pitch. The one that's going to really make things change for your business. It's not for sales. It's for relationships because that's what your, what I used to call the elevator pitch, that's what it's all about. So your power pitch can't be about selling a product it has to be about you know, really relating to your audience, what you can do to help them. So I'm going to break it down into three parts for you because that's really all you need to think about. Elevator pitches can get very complex and very wordy and people can get confused by the messaging in them. Not, not only that, but a lot of people try and make their elevator pitch sound exactly like the next person's elevator pitch. And let's face it, if you are an independent business person, you don't want to sound like somebody else. You want to sound like you. Your messaging has to reflect that. Your branding already does. So make sure your your power pitch sounds that way too. So three parts to this. I want you to make a couple of notes on this as we go. All right. The first part is what I like to call your critical power question or or your critical power statement. One of the two, your critical power question or your critical power statement. And you might even have a combination of those two. Now, a couple of points on those. 
They need to reflect the problem. They need to reflect, reflect the problem of your customer or they need to really speak to your ideal client. All too often I found when I've been working with people through their, their ultimate power pitch is they know who their ideal client is, but they speak in general terms. You want to create this critical power question or your critical power statement and aim it directly to the audience you're looking at. So don't speak to everyone. Speak to your, speak to your core audience. Speak to your ideal client. Your ideal customer or your client that you're going after, they need to be able to feel from the words you're using. So don't use flower pretty language. Get right to the nitty gritty. One of the best ones I can think of, one of the best power questions, uh, critical power questions or critical power statements that I've heard in recent years, and I believe it was in a commercial for a weight loss product or a gymnasium, and it was very blunt and very in your face, and it said something like this, how much money did you waste last year on junk food? How much money did you waste last year on junk food? Now imagine you're, you know, you have a weight loss product or a nutritional program or you run a gymnasium and it's January. People are already looking at lifestyle changes and wanting to do something different or do something better for themselves. What better way to position it? So think about that. Think about the language you're going to use because your audience needs to feel it within whatever that problem is. It needs to be simple, it needs to be easy to understand, and the language needs to be needs to be plain, plain and simple, not rhetoric or industry jargon. So if you're talking about financial products, I know a lot of people will talk about how much time and do you have the right financial vehicle and no, really get down to the nitty gritty. When would you like to retire? Show of hands who says age 65. Are you ready? Do you have enough money? How do you know? Though that simple language without using jargon or rhetoric. So that's your critical power question and your critical power statement. Number two, a little bit different from what I've talked about before with your elevator pitch, because I believe for your ultimate power pitch, it needs to talk about your why. Your why. Why do you do what you do? So in other words, it's your story. Now, I know in 30 seconds to a minute, you're thinking, well, how am I going to tell my story? You can't tell the whole thing. You have to give a very, very condensed version of it. And in that story has to be a little tiny, tiny, tiny nugget, juiciest nugget possible that's going to make your potential client want to salivate. That's what you want. I'll give you an example in just a moment. But it has to be your why and a little bit of your story. And the third part, quite simply, is your solution. And that solution has to answer the question of what's in it for me. How are you going to help me solve my problem? So let me give you an example using my ultimate power pitch or some parts of it. So when I start my ultimate power pitch, I start with a statement, then I ask a question. And it goes something like this. The quickest, most effective way to grow your business and position yourself as an expert is to speak about what it is that you do. Show of hands, who likes speaking about themselves? Have you ever said anything you didn't mean to say? I understand that. I used to stutter when I was a kid, so I understand the fear of not being confident in speaking. Well, what I do is I help people find their voice and gain confidence so when they do have to speak, and give a presentation. Not only are they clear with their messaging, but you get the results you want and you make more money. Who likes to make money? 
Excellent. Schedule a speaking breakthrough session with me today, and I'll show you how you can go from stage fright to spotlight. That's an example of how I would position my ultimate power pitch. Is it perfect? No, I'm forever evolving it. And that's what you need to do as well with your ultimate power pitch. You should have a model, absolutely. You should be consistent with your messaging, but it's going to change from time to time as your market changes, as the world around us changes. Here are a couple of tips for your ultimate power pitch as you're creating it. Use inclusive personal language. Now, you might have noticed that I dropped the ball on that a little bit because I said partway through, I said what I do is I help people find their voice. What I should have said is I help you find your voice so when you have to speak in front of an audience, not only are you clear with your messaging, but you get the results you want and you make more money. The more you can talk in terms of your audience and say the word you or be inclusive with we, the closer you're going to get them to an appointment with you. You also don't want to be flip and hip unless that's reflective of your branding. If it is reflective of your branding, have at her. If it's not, don't be funky and punky and get all up in people's face, yo-yo, <laughs> if that's not what your brand is. You want to be real. You want to be believable. That's the next point I have here. You want to be believable. You don't want to be overly dramatic. You don't want your message to be infused with the language of the gurus. You know, you don't want to sound like Tony Robbins or John Assaraf or, or any of those people. They have their own brands. They have their own specific languaging that works for them. It's not yours. It's theirs. You also want it to be free from hype because you want to be real. You are a real person. You want to make sure that you are connecting with the audience on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Keep in mind, too, it's not a sales pitch. With the ultimate power pitch, I've heard so many people or, or their elevator pitches to say something like, hi, my name is so-and-so, and hey, this is what I sell. For example, I sell these weight loss products, and wow, there's a sale on them this week. It's a buy one, get one free. I attune throwing sales into your ultimate power pitch with being on a first date and asking someone to marry them. It's not the appropriate time. You wouldn't do that. Even if you've been on several dates, uh, you probably wouldn't ask someone to marry them until the, the right time, until you've had enough what I like to call touch points. And in the business world, it takes 18 to 24 connections, whether it be through Facebook or you know other social medias or through one-on-one -on -one connections in a networking setting to actually secure someone as a client. All right, so it's not a sales pitch. The ultimate power pitch leads to appointments and potential clients. A sales pitch, in contrast, leads to, well, it leads to cash. And it has to be timed correctly, and it has to be appropriate. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, I said that I would share something with you at the end, and that there would be an opportunity. Imagine if I started by saying, I have something amazing to tell you. It's a great offer. It's a great sale. You wouldn't want to listen to the rest of the podcast. You'd tune out because you wouldn't, firstly, you wouldn't, you know, create that curiosity going, I wonder what it is he has for me. Uh, you would you would be ready to tune out because I would be pitching and selling you without being understanding or without being sensitive to your needs in learning what I have to share with you today. All right, so keep that in mind as you go. The power pitch is also not about you. The only part of the power pitch that is about you is the little piece about your story, and that should be succinct and still reflective of the problem that you solve. So with mine, I said, I understand because I used to stutter when I was a kid. I get the fear and anxiety around speaking. It's true. 
I do. That's why I do what I do. And that's why I am a great solution to what that problem is for people. But that's the only part that's about me. But you see how that still ties in to the people that I'm getting or that I want to have sign on as clients. Okay, it's not about you. It's not about uh, your ideal referral either. Well, sometimes I hear people say that in their elevator pitch. They'll say, hi, my name is Bill, and I do this for, for work, and my ideal client is this kind of person. Well, I don't care who your ideal client is. What I care about is, are you the person for me? And I'll judge, I'll judge you. We're always judging, by the way. A lot of people say, well, you shouldn't judge people. We do. As humans, we say we shouldn't, but we always always do. I will know if you are the ideal person for me or for my connections by who you are as a person. That's how I will know. Okay? So it's not about your ideal referral. It's what you're going to do to help me. It's also not about your resume. I don't care where you went to school. I don't care how many awards you have behind your name or letters or anything like that. Some people say, well, that's a bit of an insult. That shows my experience. What shows your experience, firstly, is how much you're going to charge me and how much you're going to connect with me. That's what, to me, is most important. At the end of your, your power pitch, your prospect should be ready to book an appointment with you based on how you're going to solve their problem and based on how you're going to get them there. It's the critical power question or the critical power statement. Also, your why your story and that nugget of information. And by the way, I didn't share a nugget of information in mine. A nugget of information all that I could share with people, if I have the time, is something like the only person in control of their voice is you. The only person in control of their voice or in control of your voice is you. So I could always throw that in there for sure. And then the third thing is your solution. How will you help your potential client? Once they're in an appointment with you, what are the things that will help them Decide whether or not you are the person for them. So in other words, what's your promise? How will you help them and what is your promise that will help them be better or help them with whatever their problem is? So I did say as I started this episode that I would be sharing something with you. It's a new opportunity that I'm working on. It's called PitchFest. And it's in the beta testing phase right now. But PitchFest basically is an opportunity for entrepreneurs to showcase what it is that they do and have a shot at some great business mentoring as well. So it's beta testing in Kingston, Ontario, November 13th, 5 to 7 p.m. You can sign up to pitch. It's $50. And for your $50, you will be competing for a chance at business mentoring for a year. Business mentoring for a year with some people that I have partnered with, uh, including some speech coaching, some marketing strategies, some social media support, some website review, and much, much more as well to make that about a $5,000 package. So how cool would that be if for your brand, whether it be your business brand or the, the company that you're working for, if you could walk away with a year's worth of business mentoring with some already highly skilled business people who are in the world today? All right, so $50 to sign up to pitch in Kingston November 13th, or if you just want to come out and be an audience member too. You can do that and it's $20 to attend. And you can find the link on my website, carlspeaks.ca, all the information there as well, or send me an email anytime, askcarl at carlspeaks.ca. So I hope this has been helpful for you today in creating not just a standard elevator pitch, but the pitch that pays, or as I like to call it, 
the ultimate power pitch that will find you in a place where not only are you getting more clients, but getting more of the clients you want. Until next time, it's Carl Richards. Have a fantastic day.